The Agency Backstage Pass podcast is created for marketing agencies who want to power their companies with world-class processes, tools, and people. If you work in a marketing agency and you're looking for tips and systems to help create more flexibility and freedom, this podcast is for you. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Agency a Backstage Pass. Today, live from California, we have Wes, also known as the Sales Whisperer. Now, he is obsessively pragmatic entrepreneur, sales trainer, copywriter, speaker, who believes marketing is just selling in print. I just love that. He's the author of three books. <laughs> on sales, marketing, and entrepreneurship. And he has helped over 2,400 of the world's top speakers, authors, coaches, and sales professionals achieve nearly miraculous growth by implementing his reputable, transferable, and proven processes. Welcome, Wes, to Agency Backstage Pass. Thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, interview with us. You know, I like the way you say all that. I may have to have you record more of those. <laughs> Did you like the sound of that person? <laughs> You're going, hell, I'd hire that man. <laughs> Whoever that is, I'm, whatever he's selling, I'm buying. Yeah, I, I have the same when I'm introed for speaking. I'm like, gee, she sounds, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about your background and how this actually came into evolution? Uh, oh, but I will, since you asked so nicely. Uh, you know, I was I was in the Air Force when I after college. So, you know, they they train people to get into sales and marketing. It's just it's a little hidden thing that very few people know about. Tell anyone, okay? Right. So, um, actually, it had to do with it, but I did. It lit a fire in me about wanting to be paid according to my production rather time in grade, right? And yeah. um, I, I was money motivated. I was, I had begun investing when I was in the Air Force. Um, I, I didn't spend all my money like a lot of us did. Right, right. And so uh, I was fortunate the way things worked out. I, I became friends with a local stockbroker. And I found him simply in the yellow pages, you know, existed back in 1992. Um, I literally went up the phone book, called a couple places, hit it off with a guy who was like a mile high condo. I was splitting with another buddy, started things, started, I was interested in, in having my money for me. And then I'm like, okay, how can I make more money? And then it was sales. And he said, you become a stockbroker when you get out. And that's what I did. I, I got sensed. I um, was introduced to his brother, who was from where I was from, Houston, Texas, and that was the plan. So things didn't quite work out that way, but my securities license, I did get thrown into the deep end of the pool. I was introduced to just cold calling and banging out the phones and um, doing what it took to make the sale. So that was 1997. And then I got into various industries, technology, real estate. Um, survived the dot com ocean of 2000, 2002, you know, that time frame. But um, yeah. by, by 2006, 
I had foundation to do my own thing. Nice. And, um, so 2008 time frame. Well, I, I bought the domain, the salesmanspirer.com. I bought that in 2006. I marked it, I don't know, around 2008. Yeah. And, um, and now here we are. 10 years ago. Right. So 2006 and then 2008 is when you did the trademark. So, Wes, that's 10 years. Are we, are we veterans? <laughs> Seeing as it's kind of crazy, huh? It, right. It, it doesn't seem like it, but really in that, in the, in today's age, and as I was explaining earlier on in, um, in Europe, you know, we're a few years behind America when it comes to uh, inbound marketing and things like HubSpot and marketing automation. Uh, we, we're still uh, learning a little bit from you guys as, as the years go on. Um, so you are um, Infusionsoft and then also HubSpot as well. You use those tools too. I do. Excellent. Like, and at, apart from those, because we, we all kind of uh, are familiar with those, and we discussed about you know agencies starting today. Are there is there a tool or a methodology or a system that you've adopted that you feel would really be um, the changing point in, in your actual firm? Is there a particular technology? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, or? it could be a tool um, or a couple of tools that you're like you know, and or a methodology or a system, and um, either of those things, like something that you go, you know, you've adopted that apart from um, HubSpot and Infusionsoft, something that you've adopted when you were you would have been working in your agency, you didn't have it, and then you actually took it on board. Well, you know, I'll answer this in a different way, and then you can uh, delete it if you need to, and uh, and I'll re-answer, but. Uh, okay. What I have learned is every time I have given too much authority and responsibility to others on my team, it has usually bitten me in the butt. Right. Okay. Um, and, and it's tough, right? Life is always about trade-offs. Right. You, know, you, you, you can eat the cake, but you're going to have to wake up early and go to the gym a little longer because of the calories. Right. So when and so you have to delegate you have to offload things otherwise you will become the bottleneck but like i learned in the military you know you cannot expect what you do not inspect Got and it. and and you see it happen all the time and it's just so unfortunate and it has happened to everyone that i know as entrepreneurs you see it happen in big companies where somebody that they embezzle, or, you know, look at look at Apple back in the day. They they kicked Steve Jobs out of his own company. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now he had become a little bit esoteric or, or uh, eccentric, I should say, uh -huh. and so you know maybe he needed to be kicked out of his company, and he got humbled, and he got clear, and he came back, and he built a big company. Mm -hmm. uh, but and and I have to admit, you know, sometimes when when I've handed it off. Yeah. Maybe it was because I wanted to coast a little bit. Maybe I was a little bit lazy. Right. Um, and, but sometimes too, maybe I doubted myself. We all suffer from that imposter syndrome to a degree, mm -hmm. right? Like, Hey, maybe I'm not so good. Maybe they, they do know more than me. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe somebody is better at Google analytics. Maybe somebody is a little bit better at Facebook pixels, you know, but overall this is my business. Got it. Yeah. And so, I'm going to run it the way I want to run it. Yeah. And you need to trust your, your instinct. 
okay? You are good enough. Your vision is a good vision. Mm -hmm. Go implement it. Go execute it. And so, by all means, surround yourself with great people. But you know what? You need to be driving that ship. Yeah, you're okay. making tough decisions and you can't offload. Yes. yes, got it. So with that in mind, then, I yes, I can totally understand. No, no, this is exactly, look, this is a real talk about real agency life, not dressing it up at all. Yeah, right. I've been in the same position before going, there's kind of two things at play here which are, are highlighted. You're an entrepreneur, you are a business owner, you're the one who started the business you know, and took the step. But in order to do that, you do need to work with people. You need a team. And those are employees. And they are never going to be of the same mindset as you. Otherwise, they would have started their own business. So, right. But there is a relationship between the employee and the entrepreneur and the business owner, the visionary, that needs to be explored. So in your past, you would have said, oh, you know, maybe there's things you just wanted to hand over. But that person wasn't ready. Um, or you, they just, they, you thought they were ready to take the responsibility or you thought, oh, they're in your business, maybe that's a good idea, but it didn't work out. So what would you say now would be a better way of you actually streamlining that going forward apart from, okay, you're going to own a certain set of things and you're never going to transfer them over. Um, what's the kind of a, a, a advice you'd give to people on how do you assess that somebody in your organization is ready for a little bit more responsibility? Yeah, well, it, uh, what happened to me wasn't that they weren't ready for responsibility. What happened was maybe I, I gave them too, it's not that I gave them too much. I, I took too much off of my own plate mm -hmm. and, stopped, and stopped inspecting what was going on. Right, okay, okay. like too much autonomy or something, yeah. But as, you, but as you bring people on, but you're right, if... Again, it's the trade-off. Mm -hmm. If you bring somebody in that's truly, totally competent, motivated, et cetera, they're probably going to eventually want to do their own thing and leave. Yeah. <laughs> that's their, okay. that's their, in their DNA. Yeah. And, but then if you hire somebody that just wants to punch a clock, yeah. put in their eight hours and go home, you need to realize as well as a driven, motivated, type D personality, uh, you need to accept that. You need to yes. be comfortable, okay, hanging out with people that are only going to be a B player at best. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, maybe they're, they're going to be an A performer in a B role. Yeah. And they, <laughs> right? and they yeah, that's what they're very, and they're good at the job while they're there nine to five or, you know, like at that time. Yeah. And so that, that took me a while to comprehend and come to terms with like, hey, okay, that, that person there, that's fine. Yeah. You know, just I know. Do, go do this job, go do it well, and that's all you'll ever do. And that's cool, you yeah. know? And then and not get frustrated with why aren't they doing more and why aren't they staying longer and, you know, right. why aren't they working as hard as me? Well, it's not their business and they don't want <laughs> to to do that so exactly so would you feel then maybe like the project management tools because i'm you know like more most agency we've, we've bounced in and around would is there a project management tool that you've found the most useful to to help you with that uh, working in your agency today not particularly i mean we've We've tried Basecamp and yeah. teamwork and and you know right now we have asana 
Um, and yeah. actually, one of my former people that left and, and built her own little fiefdom and left <laughs> after she built a name for herself under me, got me turned on to Asana. So that was a nice thing. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a capable tool. It's free. It's got a free version. It's got a mobile. So, you know, the main thing is that you, you stay on top of things. Yes, um, yeah. And it's not really the tool. It's the consistency of using the tool the on a regular yes. basis and everyone does it. Yeah, it's, I've, I've and, always said that. It could be a spreadsheet. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and you got to put your foot down, right? Because somebody's, there'll always be somebody, well, I like teamwork better. Oh, you know, we could just use Outlook. We could just use our CRM. It's like, shut up. Yeah, use Here's what I have chosen. Yeah. Use it. Yeah, and you know, every I mean, day and regularly. Yeah. yeah. It's not. You got to put your foot down on that. Yeah, that's that's good advice. I know because you can get swayed. We're we're doing that in our own agency at the moment. We're actually choosing a tool, and I've just heard and worked with so many agencies that every year it's like the website. They change the website every year and they change their project management too. Um, right. Almost in January, February, <laughs> New Year. What a nightmare! Right. What a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And then they you, they mess like, around with the tool. Mm, and they feel like, and oh, the new tool's going to make the everyone log in and it's not always the case you know it's it's um it's it's quite uh, can be uh, very sort of distracting for people and kind of take them off track um is there any pro like software that you absolutely swear by in your own industry in in, in your own agency and um, maybe with your sales training and things like you do like that what's your your die hard you couldn't live without uh die hard technology yeah um you know, I'm, I mean, I, I live inside, you know, I have to straddle two fences because I started with Hubs or with Infusionsoft in 08. So I have a lot of legacy stuff there. Yeah. Um, but I moved to HubSpot in 2014 and I moved my WordPress website over to them as well. Right. So, you know, I am, I am logged in all you're the time. Only. Yeah. You're on to HubSpot and then I'm bouncing back and forth a little bit into Infusionsoft to sell off some legacy stuff. And I still sell both applications because of course. They, they, they're, uh, I help people pick the right tool for them, right? Not, I don't sell them the tool that makes me the most money. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, uh, absolutely, yeah, that, that's definitely the best way to go. Um, value what they're looking for. But I'm in there, right? So I, I'm learning these systems still. I mean, I was, I was on a call with tech support before I called you. Oh, right, uh, yeah. And, um, and I was a little frustrated because I, I just put a Facebook post up and you know, I said, hey, are tech support reps beaten with wet noodles if they utter the words, I don't know? Because this guy, I'm, I knew more than he did, right? And, and I was like, no, you have this wrong. Go find me the answer. You know? And finally, it's like, yeah, you're right. That is kind of new to me. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, um, there's a lot so, of new stuff happening in, in that software that, that everyone's at. Yeah, every now and again, there's something that can stump them, but they, they do their best. They go off and try and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do love them for their 24-7 phone support, right? right. I get a human yeah. being on the phone, and they are very advanced. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yesterday, a guy was helping me with formatting on the website because people ask, why did I move? Oh, it's more expensive. You know, you can go get HostGator for $4 a month. You can get WP Engine for $99 a month, all these different things. I'm like, you're right. How you know, but, but, but I get a human being. Yeah, that is a huge plus with working with HubSpot for sure. Okay. Yeah. And for, for a few hundred dollars a month, right, they, I get the hosting of the website. It's super fast. Yeah. 
it's responsive, it's secure. Exactly. So it's um, you know, that that's my go-to right uh, and every platform day. for sure. And something you would use both sides, the marketing and then the sales, which you know they're calling, you know, this is all part of the growth stack of all the tools that you know providing basically every single tool that a, that a business could need. So you're, you're probably, with all of your in-depth sales experience, how are you finding the CRM and the changes that are happening in HubSpot with the CRM? Um, what advice would you give to people on using that tool? Yeah, it's, I, I think it's fine. And, it, and they keep advancing it. And you know, they have so many free tools as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the same thing. Everybody, I think people get in trouble because they look for an all-in-one and there is no truly all-in-one right and so so then they look for they they think there's this dream tool out there that'll solve all their needs yeah um and and i'm a big fan of automation right i i, I have a process and automate it if you can yeah um, that's I, but I, I think that with booking you you had just the wonderful you know being in the industry uh, myself, I really do appreciate when, when I see people using it well. So I had booked you and then you sent, you know, automatic reminder. Are you ready for today's call? And, and then, you know, yep. this morning it was, it was just a wonderful way. Today I got another one going, you know, we're going to talk in an hour. Don't forget to log in. Like people are busy. You know, it's great to see you using the automation in a personable way. Um, right. Maybe talk to us about how you came around to that because that was something I really noticed. Um, you using the sales tools and marketing automation in your in your um, in your delivery. Yeah, well, I tell people, and I've got a free tool I give them called Process Before Login. Oh, perfect. Um, and and I tell people write out what you do, either currently or ideally. Nice. Map it out. Map it out first. Yeah. I mean, literally put it on a piece of paper, put it on a whiteboard. Um, you know, I, I'll work with those big 3M sticky notes, the big sheets, right? Like, like yeah, two and a half feet across. But uh, yeah. Way back in the day when we moved, we've been in our house here a little over eight years and um, we had some leftover wrapping paper. It comes on those big heavy rolls, right? It's like a, it's like a big paper towel roll, but oh yeah, yeah. It's probably three feet tall. You just, you know, you pull it off and almost like butcher block paper, but it's wrapping. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I'll rip off a four or five foot section of that and lay it on my dining room table. And, and with a big thick pen, start drawing things out. Because when you see things in the big picture, uh, what happens is people blame the technology, right? Oh, it's confusion soft. Oh, Entreport's hard to use. Oh, HubSpot, it's just too complex. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not complex, but you're, it, it would be like if you speak English, but you decide to become an airline pilot, but you fly to Tokyo and all of the instructions are in Japanese. Got it. Yeah. Right. So you're learning a new language as you learn a new skill. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, I it's going to be, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where? Whereas if you would write out your process, because, so I talk to people like, I need to automate, you know, automate what? Everything. Well, right. you know, is it lead generation? Is it, is it uh, nurture and follow up and delivery after the sale? You know, yep. let's start somewhere. Okay. Lead generation. Fine. How do you generate leads now? 
Do you have a contact us form? Do you have a lead magnet? Do you do webinars? Do you do trade shows? Do you go to networking events? Yeah, I do webinars, okay? What webinar tool do you use? How far in advance do you uh, promote it? What type of reminders do you send? Are you tracking whether you know they're dropping off during the session? Okay, so once I, they start giving me some clarity, uh-huh. then I show the tool. I, oh, that's how that works. Got it. Yeah. Right. But if we just start saying, okay, well, now here's a CRM and here's a landing page and here's a here's a call to action and here's a smart content and here's how this goes into the drip sequence and then you know this goes yeah. from a smart list to a static list and, and they're like. Okay, this is also confusing. That software is just very hard. Yeah, it, because they've they've gone into it too quickly instead yeah, of there's no context. Yeah, of I or even it doesn't even have a great idea about the big piece of paper. I'd forgotten about those big sheets because you can run out when you've got a butcher's paper. You can run out of space, especially on something complex. You could have it all up on a big wall, um, but even just drawing it out on A4 paper. Um, so maybe could, would you talk us through an example of that, like? It, if with that process before login, um, is that something we can put a link in to? Well, we'll put a link in to get in touch with you um, on the website. Yeah. So we'll make sure, and then anyone who's interested can contact you about that. But maybe if you talk us through a simple example of um, one you did with a client recently, perhaps of what you did going, okay, just um, maybe they needed help with a lead magnet. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, and I do that with everybody. Yeah. Um, people will whether they're picking a new piece of software or working with the existing one, mm -hmm. um, you know, first do a quick, do some research because maybe the lead magnet you want to give isn't what the market is looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can do some keyword research and, and, and determine um, what are people really asking for. And what I, what I tell everyone is, Look at the questions you answer all the time. It, inside of your sent folder in your email client yeah. is, is probably all the content you'll ever need. Yes. Yeah. I okay. <laughs> People yeah. are asking questions. Why are you better? Why this? Why that? Uh, you know, how important is a logo? How do you design a logo? What about Facebook advertising? So whatever it is you're doing, uh, you've answered the questions. So go look at the most commonly asked things and create a quick free report about it. Got it. And, and what I tell people is it's, I hate to say it, but it's true. The free report doesn't have to be that good. Um, now that being said, I don't put out junk, right? But I, no. I have put out, I, I have put out three page reports that yeah. later became seven pages that later became 22 pages, that later became 35 pages that later became a CD that later became a workshop that, is now part of my make every sale course. Yes, right? exactly. It, People take too long to get the 20 page report out a hundred percent, like get the thing out and then take it down and rebuild it. Exactly. Love that. You need a good headline. Yeah. Uh, you need a good title for your free report. So start there Yeah. and then exactly. ask, ask the key questions, but the real money is in the follow up. And so the reason I say that, the report doesn't have to be that good is that most people won't read it or they might they might yeah they might download it and they go oh i'll get to that later and then forget yes yes yep so so the real money is in the follow up so you you could have a three page report and then you create 10 or 20 or 100 emails that turn into a 100 page report that slowly drips on them got it 
Yeah. Okay. And, and so, bite-sized chunks for them to um, digest um, on, on a basis. Yes. And, and I think that's something, you know, we're, we're experiencing in, in the world that we're in. You know, we read a lot of information. We're absorbed in it. Like 10 years you've been doing this now. We kind of take for second nature that people know what we're talking about when we use our terminology or right. that they can comprehend when we start talking about lead magnets, lead nurturing, marketing automation, drip feed, like that we we're using terminology because we've learned it and used it that they know. But it, in a way, we, it's our job to feed them in that drip feed way um, with a very, very good follow-up. Right. It's, and it's literally how our brains have evolved over hundreds of thousands of years. Mm -hmm. um, when we're comfortable or skilled at something, you know, it's a very advanced. We're using the, the top portion of our brain. They call it the neocortex, mm -hmm. right? But when something is new, it, we're down in the limbic system. We're down in what they call the, the lizard brain, the reptilian brain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> which is literally, it's literally fight or flight. Yeah. It's, it's when you're jogging, you know, or maybe you're walking down the sidewalk and you're looking at your phone and you see something curled up and you jump. Yeah. Okay. And then you look at, oh, it's a garden hose. Right. But your, your reptilian brain saw it as a snake. So before you could actually consciously make a decision, hey, put the phone down, you know, take a leap, you know, 20 inches high and at a 48 degree angle to the right and jump, you know, 2.6 feet. You know, you, you don't think that. You just no. react. Yeah. And so in, in a sales setting, you can think about, like, talk about people that, uh, to give a talk, right? Mm -hmm. uh, public speaking uh, is higher than, than death. So yeah. when people, yeah. people going to a funeral, they'd rather be in the coffin than to give the eulogy. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so we get worked up when we go into a networking situation. We're walking into a room. We don't know anybody, you know, or we're engaging with a salesperson. Yeah. Okay. Our reptilian brain is saying, this is something new. It, it's literally, it, it's geared towards helping you survive and to help you survive. It needs to minimize the number of decisions that it makes because making decisions, working them through your brain literally takes a ton of energy. That's you know, right. Henry Ford yeah. and Benjamin Franklin, a bunch of people have said, you know, thinking is the hardest thing anyone can do, which is why so few people do it. <laughs> Okay, so it's draining. It's 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 draining. It wears us out. So your brain, your prospect's brain, has a literal defense mechanism that says, "I must slow that pro that salesperson down." Got it. Okay? Yeah. Because to their speed. They, yeah. They're threatening me. They are a threat. So yeah. you have to throttle yourself down. Mm -hmm. You know, th there was a TV show in America that was on for a while. It was, it was called "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader?" No way. Yeah. And, and Jeff Foxworthy, a really funny comedian here, uh, he was the host and they would ask questions um, from a fifth grade curriculum. And now they would have fifth graders on, but they would have adults on as well. Yeah. Okay. And they would, people would get it wrong. But I, but I tell people, you need to write and speak and communicate at the fifth grade level. Yeah. Okay. And the words that you use, you know, people, you know, you can like Trump or hate Trump, but he communicates with simple words. They, people bag on him, 
you know, good, 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 great, great, great. But he keeps things simple. Yeah, he okay? sure does. <laughs> and so you're, you, you have to understand, you know, that, that's the, um, the, the, the curse of knowledge, they call it. You, you, you get too good at what you do and you make too many assumptions about the abilities and the comprehension of your prospect. You could be speaking to a PhD Nobel Prize winner, okay? But if, if they're an expert at physics and you're over here talking about marketing, you can lose them. Absolutely. Okay? It's so ab- it's not a matter of intelligence, all right? It's a matter of experience and familiarity with the subject. So, so that's yeah. why you have a good report. It opts them in. Yeah. Now, Again, process before login. What is the ideal process? What do you want that person to do? Do you want them to come to your store? Do you want them to attend a webinar? Do you want yeah. them to watch a pre-recorded video? Do you want them to call? Do you want them to schedule an appointment online? So, you know, you got to think through that and say, okay, how can I best accomplish that now? Maybe later on you have a little upsell or a bonus report. If they give you their cell phone number, now you can call or you can text them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you ask for something else. You get their address. Now you mail them a letter. Okay. Yeah. All these things will help you stand out. Yeah. I've been working with an agency recently and they've been using postcards to invite ideal clients uh, to their breakfast seminar. You know, the, the good old postcard and it's standing out and it's got a great conversion rate. Uh, this, yep. uh, even it's old school, but you know, that's, that's what their particular uh, client base uh, is receptive to it. So thinking about them, I absolutely love process before login and pen and paper. I, I just, I think that and getting away from the computer, which this is hilarious because we're on a, you know, we're talking to digital marketing agencies, digital sales agencies, <laughs> all about technology and everyone's living at it every day. God, I must spend 14 hours a day looking at my screen easily. Um, but this is a really good reminder, pen and paper, mapping it out, keeping things simple and thinking like a fifth grader. That's, that's fantastic advice. <laughs> I love that. It's true. Cause we, you know, the person that you're speaking to is also, and you know, for say, for example, you're going off to work with, um, you, maybe you're being hired by an organization that is an expert in a particular pharmaceutical um, a technology and they're experts in their field so their head is full of all that talk and your head is full of the sales expertise and the knowledge that you have and um, to find a common ground and to take it you know down a notch I guess is really important to to build rapport and to not be um, talking you know in, in language that they don't understand yeah you when, you know, I always say that a confused mind says no. Got it. Okay? Yeah. And, and that's why you've got to be careful, too. You think that you're being nice to your prospects by giving them 87 choices. Mm-hmm. All right? But they'll, they'll literally shut down. Yeah. That's right. You know, um, there's a couple of restaurants here. So one is called BJ's, BJ's Brewhouse. Mm-hmm. It's a great place. We love it. My wife likes it. Uh, and their menu literally weighs about, I think, three pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, I mean, so what's that? Like a kilogram and a half, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, but then there's another, there's a fast food chain here in Southern California. Well, it's, it's, it's grown, but it started here called In-N-Out. 
Yeah, I know. Now, they only have hamburgers. They don't have chicken burgers. They don't have grilled cheese. They don't have soup. They don't have salad. They don't have chili. Okay. They have hamburgers. They have French fries. They have uh, soda, iced tea, and you can get uh, milkshakes. Okay. Now compare that to McDonald's, right? McDonald's, you can get yoga, uh, yogurt. You can get, yeah. you can get chicken McNuggets. You can get a fish sandwich. Now, both of them obviously do very well, but McDonald's, you know, when they started the McDonald's brothers, you know, you can watch that movie, The Founder. It's really good. Oh, cool. McDonald's. I'll put that down on my list. Yeah, Michael Keaton. It's, uh, you can get it on uh, Netflix or Amazon. I forget. Nice. Um, but you can stream it. But, uh, you know, when they got their start, they just did hamburgers, right? They were just like in and out. That's right. And so, and so by specializing, by narrowing your offering. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, even if you, man, you do a bunch of things, but when you talk to that particular prospect and you know they only need one or one of two things, right? And they want to go off on these tangents, but you know it's going to hurt them. You know that you can't succeed. You know you can't give the best value if you let them spin off on these tangents. You have to get them to focus. Yeah. You know, and, and so, and then with most prospects, it's like, look, Mr. Prospect, here's our silver package, our gold package, and our platinum package. Yeah. In your case, I would recommend the gold package because of this, this, and this, but it's your decision. You know, I'll let yeah. you decide. Yeah. Okay. Tell them, give them a few options. Tell them which one you recommend then back off. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm, this is exactly the type of stuff that we, we talk about when, I, when I'm doing consulting with agencies. You've just harped on something again, specialization, just being an expert. And, and yes, you might do lots of things, but whatever the problem they came to you with, if they came to you needing help with a website um, or needing help with one inbound campaign, don't give them exactly 87 options. Fix the thing that they need the help with straight away. Maybe mm -hmm. one option that's going to improve the performance of that solution. But, you know, this is, again, back to just basic human instinct. Like you said, you know, they've come to you. If They wouldn't be coming to you if they could do it themselves. So they're right. coming to you to get a problem solved. And who knows how stressful it might have been in the office that they're in before they reach out to you. You know, their boss could have been jumping up and down, raging that something had gone wrong, or they're disappointed the sales numbers are down, or they could be losing their job. Now, they're not going to tell you that. And they're going to try and be as nice as they can on, you know, on the phone with you and go, oh, hey, yeah, we need some help with our website. They might be critical. But in that moment, whatever they're in, just to be simple and human and offer, oh, let's solve that problem for you. Yes, we can do that. And if you wanted to make it a better experience, we can give you one more option. I think this is a great reminder, um, Wes, thank you for that, just to go, look, we're humans here. Stick to the specialization of they've got one problem, solve that, and then just give them one or two more options. It's, it's a really good reminder. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you cannot back away from the need to sell mm -hmm. your prospect needs you to sell them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because you're right. If they knew how to solve their problem, they would have already solved it. Yeah. They wouldn't be with if, you. <laughs> if they understood the implications and the ramifications and the impact of their issue, they would have already addressed it. Yeah. Our job, I call it hurt and rescue. 
Just like when you go to the doctor, you know, you say, Hey doctor, you know, my elbow hurts. Yeah. Does the doctor, does the doctor just say, okay, great. Uh, you know, here's some pain pills, uh, and, and some uh, ice pack, you know, come back later if it still hurts. Yeah. Or do they, or do they grab your hand and start moving your arm around? Right? <laughs> Does it hurt when I lift it? Does it hurt when I pull it? Does it hurt when I move it to the side? Does it hurt when I bend your wrist? Yes, yes. How much does it hurt on a scale of one to 10? Okay. Yeah. So the doctor's job is to hurt you and then rescue you. <laughs> a little bit more of an assessment to find out yes. the level of hurt. Yeah, exactly. So our job is hurt and rescue. We have to dig in. We have yeah. to poke and prod. That's right. And, okay. and be comfortable with the uncomfortable conversation that's going to come up. <laughs> you know, it's like just yes. they have to understand what's going on. In, it, 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 and the well, think about it. The, the doctor is very comfortable hanging out with you when you are very uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it is in Europe, but I imagine it's kind of the same thing. You know, you, the, the nurse sees you, they take your, your temperature, but okay, go, the, go in the room, you know, yeah. take off your clothes, put on this gown that doesn't really tie in the back, stand on this cold tile floor, sit on this crinkly paper on this exam table, and we'll be in in a minute. Yeah. Right? So you're not very comfortable. And the doctor <laughs> walks in, sucking on a lollipop, finishing up a text on her phone. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Right. Yeah, and they they're going to ask you. Yeah, they're going to they, ask they you all the questions. Yep. And, and so, <laughs> you know, and you may not be comfortable answering them, but no. because you couldn't find the answer, right? You called your grandmother, you called yeah. your next door neighbor, you called your mom, you called your best friend. You went you to Google online. <laughs> you went to Google. You tried some herbal up. things, yeah, and yeah. you're still not getting better. That's right. So you're going to be prepared to sit there and be uncomfortable with the stethoscope, with the blood pressure, with the questions, because you have to get to the root of this problem. It's a really great analogy. God, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. So with the pen and paper in mind, I'm, I'm going to take it to kind of to a personal level now you, with yourself. Um, I'm going to imagine, um, because you advocated about writing things out and on the butcher's paper, etc. So am I guessing right that you would have a notepad, of, notepad and pen for your own um, sort of essential having around you at the, at, on a daily basis? Oh, sure. I mean, I got a 12-foot whiteboard here in my home office. Yeah, and you'd be, have a notebook and for your own personal, like writing things down, you'd have them up on the white, I have a whiteboard here myself. So, I have notebooks, yeah, absolutely, yeah, notebooks. Yeah. You know, you can just use a, a Microsoft Word, or, you know, Google Docs, just do a Word, out, exactly. just do it in an outline format. Yeah. So whatever works for you, you can do mind mapping software, but the main thing is that you have to have it documented somewhere mm -hmm. that, you, that you can reference. That's right. Okay? As you're as you're logging into the software and you're starting to build, that's, that's what right. I call it process. Yeah, process before login. Okay, so whether it's paper or a mind map or whatever, as long yeah. as you can review it as you go, and it'll keep you on track because it's easy to get bogged down and lost in the software. 
Oh, hell yeah. Especially when you're building any campaigns or anything, you're like, where am I again? I'm, on, I'm knee deep in three CTAs and I've forgotten what I was actually doing. Uh, that, that's fantastic. But personally yourself, with, was there, um, is there an app or a tool or anything that you kind of use yourself day to day that's made a difference in your actual personal productivity? Oh, wow. You know, the biggest thing is really just having some type of mentor or coach or mastermind, somebody that'll hold you accountable. Because if you know, you know, every Friday at 9 a.m., you're going to get on the call with your mastermind and they're going to ask you what you got done. You know, just the, the mere fact you have to report into somebody, you're going to get stuff done. Right. Even if you're going to do it at 8.50. <laughs> At least it got done. It gets done. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I yeah. noticed that. I know it myself and I know it for my calls. <laughs> well, and that's why, that's why things like, like Jenny Craig. Y'all have Jenny Craig in Europe? Uh, more like Weight, weight Watchers, Watchers, but I know I'm familiar with the yeah. company. Yeah. Well, wait, yeah, Weight Watchers, all of those. You know, I, I think actually I think it is Weight Watchers where you show up and you have to weigh in every week. Yeah. Okay. And so that thought of facing your peers yeah. and letting them down, you, you almost do it more for them than for yourself. Right, yeah. Okay, because you don't wanna let them down. Yeah. You don't wanna be seen as a failure. You don't wanna be seen as weak. Okay, so having some type of an accountability partner, that is, like they say, when your why is big enough, you'll figure out the how. Exactly, yes. It, that, that okay. That will just fall into place. Got it. So I don't care. I don't care if you write it out on the back of a Starbucks receipt every day, you know, just have it written out somewhere what you're going to get done. Love it. Absolutely love it. That's so, that's so true. So true. Um, brilliant. So there's two major tips there that I would have said if we were in eight, we were talking to agencies there, which you've just given us, which is fantastic. The one about process before login and taking the time to draw everything out before you even touch a piece of technology, no matter what you're right. doing, emails or anything like that. Getting a mentor, a mastermind or an accountability partner as an agency, that's fantastic. But today, like I explained, there's agencies out there, like maybe they're a PR agency and they're going, you know what, we've really got into get, uh, get our heads into um, inbound marketing or sale. Like a lot of agencies right now are, are tipping into the sales enablement, you know, they're, they're, they're embracing that as in they're good sales consultants and now they're going to add the technology piece in. So there's kind of agencies, I guess, sort of coming into this new world of technology, um, but they've been around a long time. Apart from those two other tips, what's kind of what you, when you started out in your agency and the direction that you took, what would be the tip that you would go, you know what, get this done first after the other two that you gave us? Um, be a product of the product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Most people, like we say here in America, you know, you, you got to eat your own dog food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's uh, right. You know, if, if you sell Mercedes, you can't be driving a BMW. That's right. Yeah. If you're, if you're using HubSpot, you got to hop into the tool and go, Hey, look, me, let me show you this right now or infusions after whatever you're selling. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Be a product of the product. Product you know, of the product. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't cut it. You know, say, well, yeah, you need to do this. Well, well, you're not. Yeah. But you know, oh, the carpenter always has a squeaky door, you know, the, <laughs> um, 
That doesn't oh, cut the, it anymore. Uh, the Keebler, you know, the Keebler's kids never have shoes, right? No, that doesn't cut it. Does no. not cut it. I know, and and in today's world as well, we because everyone's seeking authenticity and. Um, realness you know they they just want to have a real conversation maybe you're in the tool and you don't know like a hundred percent of what's going on but you know like a good lot about it and you can show examples if you don't know something it's okay to turn around and go do you know what I don't know that but I'll look it up for you it, being real today instead of putting on this facade of yeah 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 we sell that and we know everything about it it just doesn't work anymore a product right. Be a product of the product. Well, when, <laughs> we're, we're definitely at the top of the hour here. I think I've extended our time a little bit too much here. Uh, but that's all right. I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been a really interesting interview. And thank you so, so much. We'll put um, show notes in the blog and we'll put a link to where people can um, find you and get in touch and maybe dig a little bit more into that process before login which has uh, <laughs> definitely changed me and so uh from sunny california super jealous thank you so much Wes. <laughs> hey come see me definitely <laughs> thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the agency backstage pass we will be back with you soon take care